Hello, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 44 of the F1 show for our first 2009 preseason coverage. See how many we get to before the season starts in just 60 days. Friday practice, very exciting. Countdown is on, man. I'm Robin Warner, and I'm Jim Lau. And there's been a bunch of car announcements. There's got uh, there's one new driver that's going to be in the uh, cockpit in 2009. Um, and and we've, already, Rosso. we've already talked about the rule changes and stuff. So uh, I think I think the biggest thing, um, well, I guess the biggest development is the cars. Uh, the, uh, uh, it is the new, new spec, um, new aerodynamics, uh, new new totally new wings, and I mean slick tires doesn't you know dramatically change the look of the cars or anything. But the new cars, how do you, how do you like them, Robin? Mm, let's see. Uh, what's the word? <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Um, I think if you put on uh, Coca-Cola glasses and you squint, they look kind of like the old cars, glasses and it's not so bad. Glasses as thick as I, Coke bottles, you mean? I, to be totally honest, am, am really surprised. I'm shocked that Bernie Ecclestone would allow a design change to make the cars look that bad. I, I, I think they look terrible. Okay. And I I say damn the racing if the cars are going to be that ugly. I, I would I would much rather have a parade at 200 miles an hour <laughs> than a <laughs> than a race with the ugliest cars. Wow, this made. coming from uh, from an actual, you know, race race driver here. I mean, you've got racing experience and all that and you even even so you think it's just the this, the look of it is that important. Well, I mean, I to be completely honest, I I think the Indy cars look better. And so now you have now you have a race series where the average budget is what two hundred and fifty million a year ish thereabouts yeah versus an IndyCar budget which is ten million a year. The IndyCar is a national series mostly in the states. Well, of course, and the Formula be One is the peak of motorsport, and the IndyCars look better than the Formula well, the One. The IndyCars car. have spec powertrains though, and aren't they, are they uh, some of the aerodynamic spec or two? Aren't there one or two? Spec I mean, chassis? it's essentially a spec chassis. So obviously, they're not. What, what money are they going to spend on? powertrain work or you know aerodynamics work so obviously the budgets are going to be smaller here i mean it's all it's all about fine tuning and tweaking and, and testing and all that but okay i want in defense of the cars um, <laughs> because uh I, they're not my two favorite. minutes into the show and yeah. jim already has to go on defense no, i mean they're, they're not okay they're not my favorite looking cars i think probably my favorite and i was thinking about this from the from the recent era of, of formula one maybe 2006 um, okay. Because after that, they went to that that hump on the uh, you know from the from the camera down to the rear wing. Yeah. It used to be this nice kind of straight line. It was it was sort of a cool sleek look to it. Um, but they still had the little the little winglets and gills and different different bits on the car. Which, which Jim and I, I mean, and I agree, we both loved all the add-ons and the flugels and the winglets. We thought that made the cars look really really purpose really purposeful and just just. It's like you could see the engineering that went into exactly. All that. Yeah. And, and it just looked it looked like you could tell that time and effort had gone into them. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, in 2007 they added this little hump in the back, and it was just for air, um, solely for advertising space. It just gave the sponsors more room to, you know, put their logos on that coveted you know engine cover compartment because there are so few sort of flat surfaces or near flat surfaces on an F1 car that uh, they decided, oh, for advertising reasons, we're gonna we're gonna mandate to have this shape, which I think just sort of. In a, in a philosophical in a philosophical way, it's just kind of you know so obviously you know shows how much the sport is just marketing, um, and also in, in a practical way, just kind of added this introduced this new line to the car that I didn't think was cool. So it's you know that was sort of 
Um, just so you so you know, and also the Ferraris back then were more red and white. It wasn't just all red, um, but they had like white wings. They had uh, you know the the red and white the Marlboro sponsorship actually at a few tracks still, and and then that barcode logo. I mean, I I guess I just kind of for for whatever reason, two thousand I think it was two thousand six um, had that uh, had that look for me. And uh, I hope I'm thinking of the right year then because I was looking at a bunch of these photos the other day. But uh, okay, so the new cars though, um, I don't think they're that bad though. Um, I think. There's a simplicity to the shape. Um, the the what I, I mean where I where I do agree with you is that the wing proportions. I mean the front wing is huge, being huge and and just pretty simple. We don't have any of these double wings or these. The rear new wing is so is so squat. And the rear wing side to so side narrow. and it's so tall. Yeah, it, it's it's just it looks comical. It, it honestly looks like a stretched photo. Like if someone were to take. His uh, notebook and take uh, you know a four by three aspect ratio photo and stretch it to sixteen by nine on his uh, on his notebook to make it fill the screen and that's what the that's what the wing would look like. It just looks like it was stretched tall. Yeah, and I just I I think it's such a shame because here's here's what you're getting at and this goes to the marketing of the sport which is very important. The cars have to be aer- aerodynamically. Uh, uh, sufficient in terms of maintaining the performance and everything else, and you know, striving towards uh, better racing and less aerodynamic disturbance on the front end, so people can get closer. I'm all for that, but you have to have to maintain the aesthetic value of the car, and they just haven't. They just haven't. I mean, by mid-season, we'll all be used to it, but that's yeah. not what you're going for. You're not going to used to it. You want to be in awe. Of these cars, yeah, and you're just you're just not. Well, okay, that's that's our opinion. Um, our, our two opinions, which I think are similar, but I'm not quite as extremely against them as you are. I'm, but okay, as I, as counter I, to I, that, I'm um, passionate about this. Okay, and I, my my girlfriend, who's also you know sort of a, a low level Formula One fan. I mean, she watches the race with us. She knows the drivers, knows the championship, and all that. She absolutely loves the new car. She's oh, it's so simple now. It's just so clean and and just straightforward, and. I don't know if the proportions of the wings for her just aren't an issue or are quite what it is. So there, there certainly may be people out there um, who maybe like the new cars even better and think, oh, finally those super over overcomplicated, you know, easily breakable, fragile-looking little bits that were hanging off and it was needlessly fussy and maybe now it's all streamlined and simple. Um, but uh, yeah, and the other, and so so I, I guess we'd like to hear your feedback on this. If uh, you well, want to hit up the Facebook page or whatever and. Uh, you know, let us know. Ask um, and you sell, receive. Ken Regal has already written to us and given an opinion on our Facebook page. Uh, by the way, you should go to the F1 show on Facebook. It's um, the most amazing place ever oh, on the great. web. It's really great. And he said, wow, I really don't know what to think of these new cars. I like the simple look, but some are just ugly. It's like they call the IRL engine designers on a bad car making des- – oh, boy. am I, I'm chopping this up, Ken. I'm sorry. Call the IRL designers on bad car making designs. Disagree with that a little bit. The Renault nose and livery is just cartoonish. However, the Williams is looking nice with the all dark blue skin. I agree with you, Ken, on the color of the Williams. I think it's nice. Um, but, okay, I'm starting to disagree with you. The The Ferrari and the McLaren cars are looking but good, but I can't really ever think of a time when a car they made looked ugly. I can, and it's now. So... <laughs> So there you have it. There's some. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's actually some. a technical comparison. Ken, I thought you were with me on the ugly car thing, and now I read your whole comment, and it's not so much. 
Yeah, exactly. There, there's actually on the on F1 uh, Formula One dot com a, uh, a, reg- a regulation overview with photos of the cars. One thing that I noticed on the cars, and it looks like the front track is wider than the rear. I, 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 it, I, I don't think that is the case. But like, be- I think it's the wing the that kind of draws your eye out. Like the that. lack of barge boards, and I mean, if anything, you would think that the. Uh, that the the fronts would look narrower because they've got this huge wide wing and the rears would look wider because they've got this narrow wing in between them. But just looking at a couple of the proportions of these photos, that it looks like uh, the whole thing. I mean, the, the whole car is longer. Uh, the, the wheelbase is longer. Um, so, which I think is for stability and all that. Um, Jesus Christ! Look at this. Okay, look at this photo. Honestly. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the Ferrari. That's, that's the Ferrari. To be the F60. best looking car. In the and it's basically the rear wing is stupidly high. I I hadn't really seen one with the wing up that high. Yeah, and this is this is such a shame because they're finally going back to slick tires. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's 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 leave this. Let's get some uh, some feedback from the fans and <laughs> uh, and see what you guys think. Um, I'm kind of like medium on the cars. Robin is totally against them. Ice cold. It's ice cold. And uh, let's let's see what the community says about this. Um, Ken, take a closer look at the cars again. Look at and put your glasses that, on. Okay, so the when shot. You do just, it. Can you can you link to that shot on the Facebook page or something so people know what, what we're laughing about? Because okay. that, yeah, that is will. that does show it in kind of the one of its worst angles, I think. Yeah, it's I, Felipe Massa, I think. Is it Massa or Reichen? Is Ferrari? Uh, it's Massa. It's the yellow in the, in the yeah. F60. Um, and just the. The rear wing is stupidly high, and maybe those will be different for different races now. I don't know quite how much leeway they have there, but man, I, I don't think I'd see. I didn't think I'd seen any of the launch, you know, the launches or whatever with the wing up that high. Well, <laughs> see, and this is the thing. This is the side profile of the car, and we'll we'll put these links up on Facebook. So you know what I'm saying. The side profile of the car looks just fine. It does. And, and the interesting thing is, they actually lowered their rear wing a couple years back. That was one of the regulations to try to just reduce downforce altogether. Yep. And People were upset about that. The cars looked kind of funny. So this seems to be bringing that rear wing up again a little bit. It's just that the shape of it is just nuts. Yeah. And the original the original photo I was looking for was an overhead shot of the car. And you can see in the overhead shot that the front track isn't any wider. It is just kind of an optical illusion. But it, it is... Um, it, it does have that appearance. I, I agree with yeah, you completely. Yeah, which looks a little bit screwball. Um, so, okay, anyway, um, the next, I think, you know, the next big change, um, or just change in general, um, the driver lineup at uh, STR. The last time we last time we spoke to you guys, uh, was there, uh, Takuma Sato was doing testing for them, Sebastian Buemi, and uh, who else was it? And, and Sebastian Bourdais, I guess. And, it, you know, who, there are three guys in two spots. Um, we regret to inform you, Takuma Sato will not be in F1. Um, but they, but we are pleased to say that Sebastian Bourdais keeps his seat. Yay! Which leaves Sebastian Buemi as the only new driver on the field in 2009, unless something happens with the once Ferrari, the once Honda team, and they have a new drivers lineup with, uh, you know, if that team comes alive, and they somehow get uh, Bruno Senna in the car or something like that. But at the moment, what we're looking at is just. Nine, nine teams, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's so that is the latest, and it is unfortunate with the economy uh, being what it is that that is the case, but it may be the case. We may be looking at 18 cars. That that in mind, I have been shocked at the arrogance of Ecclestone. I've read a, read a couple articles of his. He's talking about, um, if anything, the, the team should be getting less money as a percentage from 41 Bank, they say 50% might be too much. That's the financial reality. And 
they're kidding themselves if they think they deserve more and this and that. And this guy is just – he's really starting to get on my nerves. Yeah, I mean we've always kind of got that impression, especially being here in the U.S. with the U.S. Grand Prix – and when there was negotiations, and he just kind of came out, and you know, the, the end result seemed like he said, "Oh well, if they don't, if they don't want to pay my money, then screw them. They don't get a, there's no race right. in the there's U.S." There's plenty anymore. of people that want F1 tracks, but here's the thing: China is pulling out yep. because of the cost. They're saying it's not worth it, and uh, you know, obviously the Canadian Grand Prix and the other things that are in financial, the British Grand Prix and all this kind of stuff. And it's just you look at it; it's just it it is a no-win situation for the teams, the fans. Many of the sponsors. I mean, there's a the lot drivers, of drivers. I mean, losing Silverstone. Yeah, and, I mean, there's, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of consequences from this. And it, it's hard to say that it's anything other than greed. Yeah, I don't think any of the drivers are lamenting the loss of the U.S. Grand Prix at Indy, but you know, maybe Montreal. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that Schumacher was a, perhaps, but he's out anyway. So <laughs> cool one. He's yeah. too busy racing bikes. So yeah, Michael. I think Ralph Schumacher. I was like, you know, he he must hate Indy with big crashes <laughs> and everything. Not Ralph, Schumacher. Ralph Schumacher is not uh, not sad about never racing at Indianapolis again. I'm sure. Um, so actually, I was reading this article on um, on STR and Sebastian Buemi, and it says um, as of the time of this writing, the um, it's not confirmed whether it's going to be Takumasada or Sebastian Bourdais in the other oh. STR seat. Oh shoot! So uh, I guess we need to. Keep keep our eyes out for that because the w- w- I thought I'd read an article and I can't think of where okay. now well, that, that I said Bordier keeps the seat. But yeah, this, this was January twenty third. I mean, they're both named Sebastian, ago. don't they? Kind of have to. Yeah, this is not is not like the rule at that. I that thought team? that was pretty important. Yeah, and uh, and then but then some of the photos from testing and Sebastian Boemi was was at the top of the time charts, but that was in the old car. So uh, it looks like with grooved. Uh, well, no, it was in the rain, so he had rain tires on. Um, but uh, in the old car, I mean, just seeing, yeah, the double wing on the front, this narrower front wing, the lower wing. I mean, already I can, you know, I'd sort of gotten used to the new look a little bit in all these photos and just seeing one of the older cars. This is the, yeah, this is the Red Bull RB3. And it's just, man, that, that's just a nicer looking car. Yep. So you may, you may be right about that. I may, I may come around on that a little bit. Well, I, 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 what I can hope is there's a year of this and Formula One says, okay, we need to balance it because – Racing is as much an art form as it is a science. And you have to capture people's imaginations. And you can't do that as well with an ugly car. And I, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, it's remarkably important. Even at the lower levels of, of formula cars, you look at a, a British Formula 3 car or a, or a or a Palmer Audi car, and then you compare that to say the uh, the uh, for the Barber Dodge Pro Series that raced here in the states until it was canceled a few years ago. The bar the Barber Dodge car looked kind of heavy versus the F3 cars, and the F3 cars just look stunning, and it just it's a more attractive looking race series because it's a more attractive looking car. Yeah, you know and. You know, that's part of the problem with the Indy cars. I think they've improved that over time, and I don't think the Indy car is a bad-looking car. But you can't – I don't know. I, I, I could go on and on about it. I just I just can't stand it. So <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's different proportions. I, I personally like the, um, the last year of Champ Cars design. 
um, quite a bit better than the Indy cars. The Indy cars just kind of had some weird angles it and was stuff a, on and them. And that's a clean look. And that, I thought that they, and I thought the the Champ cars had a cool look. Um, the front wing of the for, of the of the new F1 cars looks more Champ car. I mean, kind of a wide, low with with little winglets on the on the edges, little vertical, um, you know, wing tips and all that. Reminds me a bit of the Champ car. But uh, and I'm looking at the the Williams in dark blue here, and yeah, it's 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 a nice color for the car, but uh, still. Right, and that rear wing just just kills me every well, time. Well, uh, here's an here's another. Okay, here in the states we have two different major types of uh, of uh, sports car racing, and the the two top classes are uh, at American Le Mans the LMP cars. Yep. And uh, the DP cars, the Daytona prototypes in the Rolex sports car series. That's 24 hours of Daytona, which yeah. just happened. And uh, by the way, good shout out to Gerardo Bonilla who raced a GT GT car in that class. Uh, uh, go, Bobo, and but okay, which racing would you rather watch? I'm an ALMS guy myself. Yeah, me too. Which cars are better looking? The ALMS cars, absolutely. In a big way. Yeah, I the mean, Daytona prototypes are kind of kind of cool, but they just they're just kind of screwball. And they and look like fish. <laughs> they look like some weird little happy fish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And, uh, and and I mean ALMS ALMS racing. Um, I mean, depending on where this goes with F one, this may change the ALMS show um, <laughs> over time. We, we we certainly we we <laughs> certainly hope not. But but I mean, it's 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 very cool racing, and uh, you know, there's all the different classes going on at once, and then the the top level, you know, the the there's going to be um, Acuras and P ones next year, and that's to challenge the Audis and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. That's that's good times. And there's road car development that actually is directly, you know, related into racing. Corvette there, which is, is switching cool. to GT class instead of GT1. They're going to be GT2, yep. uh, which is going to be the GT class, and they're going to race against Porsches and Ferraris and all sorts of cool stuff. I mean, I'm, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I was actually talking to uh, Michael Henney, one of the one of the lead GM racing data data acquisition guys, um, which is my line of work, and uh, I didn't I didn't realize that the GT1 Corvette. Had nothing to do with a street Corvette. That is totally purpose-built race car. Oh, absolutely. Up, uh, absolutely. And I, I just—I guess I should have known that, but I, I didn't realize that. And so um, they wanted to have it have more relevant, you know, have the, the racing program have more relevance to their street car. Obviously, they've got the ZR1 out now and all that, which is yep. you know a little higher end. And maybe there's going to be a you know a track version of that. Who knows? You know, if they have if they offer a Corvette. Well, and they've been racing Z06s in or the Speed World Challenge, yeah. so they have. They have production-based yeah, but racing to, to out there, but but in the GT class, I mean, that's GT competitive and, and, racing, and and especially, I mean, and they've taken that to Le Mans, absolutely. So, um, so to have that in you know in GT2 in Le Mans to go up, it's Porsche, Ferrari, and then cor- have the Corvettes right there. I think that'll be great. And, Aston uh, Martin. If and I'm, I'm oh just, wait, or is Aston Martin GT1? That was GT1. I apologize. Yeah, and but yeah, there was Ferraris a, and Porsches and uh, and some really good racing. So absolutely. Okay, so we've we've already digressed into um, quite a bit into into American Le Mans series. Um, so I mean, <laughs> I hate to just uh, I hate to just keep talking about the the looks of the cars and all that. Um, uh, but they're <laughs> the, okay. Well, the BMW guys. Are, are, there's been some some reports. They say they don't. Um, they're saying, oh, I don't think the new cars are going to help overtaking at all. You know, not that they have the cars on track. They've had even just with the two drivers, sort of. You know, okay, you guys go race. You know, you try to pass him, and you know, some of these different things. And uh, and they're saying, yeah, we've we've done some testing and done some running, and we're not sure. Um, you know. We're not, we're not sure that's going to really help anything. Any, you know, what, what if it doesn't? You know? Well, it's, it's, it's certainly possible. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many times, you know, when you have, you know, when you work in software or something like that, you know, my line of work is calibration. And, you know, I don't know how many times you hear when you put software in the car and it doesn't work. And you go back to the software engineer and they say, well, it worked on the bench. 
Like, yeah. well, it's not designed for a bench. It's designed for a car, and it doesn't work. So my point is something can work in theory, and all the numbers can line up and look great. But until you actually get it on the car and actually compare it, you don't really know. And it's also possible that they just haven't done enough thorough testing. There could be some other circumstances in there that kept them from doing it. But, okay. Let's oh, my God. Have you seen the Renault? Yes. <laughs> it looks like a cartoon. It, it is ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome to the F1 show. We wish we were a video podcast oh, today. Oh, uh, I mean, I feel Just like so we I could feel show like who's you what that, who's that lady that go on like when they do the red carpet things at the, at the Emmys and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. can, can you believe she's wearing that? I mean, oh my god, it's pretty much that. We're oh just like, oh my god. I mean, okay, I hadn't seen the Renault yet, but oh my, that is yeah, that's that's bad, dude. Yeah, that, and, and almost and, and equally as bad is the fact that Nelson Piquet Jr. is standing next to that car as a driver for 2009 still. Yeah. Well, it's, he's equally cartoonish as a driver, I think. But so okay, so the Ferraris and the McLarens, I think, at least look the I think look the best because it's because they sort of have their traditional style, and the BMW too. I mean, they sort of take their the existing paint scheme, yeah, yeah. and they they work it on the new car, and, and it looks fine. But the Renault, yeah, my goodness, yeah, that's a bit much. Uh, oh. Another thing that's been coming out is there's some teams are talking about foregoing Kurs technology in Australia. Yep, um, just and which has happened a lot in um, in, in streetcars. I mean, think about ideas that have seemed amazing, like they're really going to change the way cars work. I mean, think about okay, four wheel steering. You know, like late uh-huh. '80s, early '90s, a lot of companies started to come out with. Oh, it'll it, you'll have tighter turning radius. It'll be more sporty. You'll have, be, have better stability on the highway. Later, late nineties, early two thousand, they came out with it in trucks. Yeah, which, uh, which Chevy did. Even and made that, more sense. I and think which makes tons yeah. more sense. Yeah, but in practice, but it just, you well, know, the, no one wanted to pay for it, and and it added complexity, and it broke down over time. Yep. And those are the kind of things in racing that uh, obviously racing accelerates that so much. You don't have to wait till your car's on the road ten years and starts falling apart. I mean, if if there's any. Um, inconsistency with the system. If there's any kind of point of failure, um, obviously you can test and test and test. Um, and and even the testing, you know, the budgets are limited and, all, and everything else, and their and their all their time is limited and track time. Um, but I mean, I want to see this go forward because I think it is. I mean, it is a huge waste of energy if you think about accelerating oh, yeah. every every lap, every corner. You accelerate, then you brake, and all that just goes into heat. I completely to... agree with you. I think that is the future of the sport to develop this and get this more and more as a bigger and bigger part of the sport. I, I'm I'm with you on that, but it is. I think part of the problem is is the regulations they put this in place. They say it's offering, but they limit how much power you can make and how much power you can use. And I thought that was kind of a shame. Uh, I think this should really be a free market when it comes to energy. And anything you can produce, produce. Anything you can get get out of the brakes and back into the back into the uh, powertrain, do it. I I don't know why yeah, it's I mean, limited. If, if, if there's some, if they come up with some ultra capacitor that's able to just store right. you know, loads more energy and, and a lot more efficient, it'd be a shame to not use that. Right. Oh, exactly. That wouldn't that wouldn't fit the rules. You know, it makes more sense to use a simpler technology. But that's that, I mean that's kind of been for me the one in the recent era. I mean, you know, it's like oh no magnesium blocks, and you've got you know BMW street cars with magnesium blocks. And right. Like, there's right. there's definitely developments that have been made that aren't allowed because of regulations. So, but uh, but this is uh, this in particular, if you. Excuse me. If you want to stay the pinnacle of the sport, you don't want to avoid the newest technology out there. I mean, think of the potential breakthroughs that Formula One could develop that yeah. gets out in the street, car, street cars when it comes to uh, kinetic energy recovery. I mean, if if they can get to the point where they can recover 
the amount of brake energy they have and get that back into a capacitor and into a battery system, uh, uh, that could revolutionize because the, the kinetic recovery that they have in streetcars these days is fair, somewhat limited. They can't recover a full brake stop. A full right. ABS stop. They can't even get close. Yeah. They don't recover anything because it's too much to handle. Yep. If Formula One can develop a way to recover a large amount of that, well, a streetcar with the same technology could easily recover a full brake stop, and that would be fantastic. I don't know how often most people in, in daily driving do full panic brake but, stops. But, uh, of course not. But the point is... But to get it more efficient, it, yeah, to if, drive if, that development forward. And it's not even close to a full brake stop. It's like something like three or four tenths of a G. Anything beyond that, they can't really recover. So they just say use the regular brakes and forget exactly. Regenerative yeah, they, they can't do it. Oh man, yeah. So, um, I guess we'll be able to see. And I don't know. Uh, hopefully, there, there's some indication, or I don't know if the teams will have press releases or something. But I want to know if the cars are using cars or not in the racing. Absolutely, you know, because um, and that'll be important for speed for us in the states here. Anyway, to if speeds can have some sort of monitoring, if that's something that can go up to the public of. This team's using curves, like they're on the curves, they're not, or whatever. Yeah, or, I mean, think about with Champ Car when they had the, the push to pass, and it yep. would show every car, and, and, and one of the tickers they'd have across the bottom of the screen or the top would be... Was how much left, how much they were this on guy got left, yep. you know, and, and it shows when they, when they hit it. So that'd be that'd be cool to see as, you know, you've got speed, you've got, you know, G-forces, um, engine RPM, and then, and then like, a curves kind of a... You know, instead of throttle and brake, you'd have, like, charging and, and discharging, you know, to see, okay, is he using a little bit of it or a lot of it? Or, you know, we don't know quite how these systems in practice, if it's just linked to the throttle and totally computer-controlled or if the driver has to manually push a button or, you know, how how exactly that, uh, that that's in place. So um, that'll be interesting to see, and I guess, and I think uh, the, the announcers may have a bit of a hard time um, to explain this to sort of everyone, the old, you know, new Formula One fans and everything else. The way they try to don't worry, don't worry. I hear, I hear CBS is going <laughs> to hire Derek Daly. Derek Daly is involved. Jeez, jeez, everywhere. See what happens with the curves. Jeez, and jeez, jeez. Oh man, no one knows what the hell. I know. About. We can't. We I'm can't sorry, world. I I know you don't know what I'm talking about. Man, so okay. So by the way, Derek Daly's son. Is racing in the Skip Barber National Championship or raced in the Skip? I think he Graham Daly he, or what's his name? I don't remember. Okay, something Daly, and he's got blonde hair. I know that much. Okay, and he he actually I believe he won the championship. Actually, won some races. So we might actually have a Daly in major motorsport in the not too distant future. That would so, be something. Yeah, there's something. still no uh, as far as for for local interest and, and who else is going to be in the motorsport in the, the not too distant future. Not a whole lot of anything on the way for. American drivers still. Um, nope. No Although Scott Speed is is doing very well in ARCA, and we might see Scott Speed in Cup in the not too distant future. That being the top level of NASCAR for those yes elsewhere in the world who may not uh, that is the uh, may follow the NASCAR even less than we do. Yeah, I, it's interesting. You know what Montoya kind of started though. Oh yeah. You know uh, it, it's interesting. And Montoya really hasn't stood out. I mean, honestly, he's kind of he's gotten had some good sucked moments, into the but fray. Yeah, but he's he's certainly a competitive driver, but he, he's not a standout. And you and and it really makes you wonder. Uh, some some people in Europe might not agree, but I, I honestly think you look at our current Sprint Cup champion, Jimmy Johnson. I think had his path led him a different direction, I think he would have done very very well in Formula One. We yeah. have driver talent here. It's just it's just not. <laughs> oh, I, should, I shouldn't show you a picture of old and new oh, F1 cars geez. next to each other. Look at that. This is the 08 and the 09 BMW next to each other. 
And uh, I guess it totally, we got to put that totally link up. ruined your train of thought. We have to put that link up. I, I think the more I look at these side by sides, the more I'm with you on that on your point, Rob. And I think it's 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 kind of bad. Anyway, to, back to my point. Yes, uh, the American drivers here, unfortunately, have little to no incentive to head to Europe. Uh, if I if my stars align just right, and I have the opportunity. Uh, to be racing where I would have at one point in my life liked to have been racing, I would have definitely, in a heartbeat, made the hop to Europe and d- raced over there. But cup drivers here, uh, there's there's more seats to have. You can earn the same money. You can stay. Uh, you can stay in your home country, and you can live. You can have the same yacht that Kimi Raikkonen has. You can have a. You can a lot of these drivers own private jets, and they live quite comfortably so i don't know what it's going to take to get some american drivers over there and i if 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 some of you guys think that you know that we're just too fat and lazy for europe you might be right (laughs) i I wish i wish that weren't the case i I wish more more of our drivers would head to europe but uh it, it there there is a compelling reason to stay here in cup unfortunately so. And there's, I mean, I think the feeder series. There's so many low-level races you can get into as you know, as growing. You know, there's karting and obviously, you know, which which there is pretty good support for. But then, I mean, think of I can think of several dirt tracks that are you know within an hour or two's drive where you could go every every Friday night and yeah. go racing and get practice and you know even have there's some pretty serious teams and some pretty serious budgets these guys do for the you know little. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the difference between a quarter midget and a you know one of these other some of these other dirt cars and whatever. But um, you know, I just I know quarter midgets actually basically a go kart. Yeah, but they they're on. Just then so there's, there's midgets there's and there's the whole different levels of midgets. And yeah, then there's so there's all these different levels and all these different things. Where with road racing, there's like Skip Barber and a couple other ones, and yep. that's which I did. Know, yeah, and it, you have to fly away or, or travel all across the country to get to them and all that. It's just not the same, you know, level of uh, uh, of just support. You know, the different feeder series. You'd have to really, really be dedicated and just point you know have to know you wanted to go into formula one to go on that path yeah and if but if you're just a talented you know young kid who's really good at you know do some karting and end up really good at it the vast majority of those people are going to be able to find a lot more opportunities going towards oval racing yep. you know and, and ending up in nascar i yep. mean that's just that's just the path man that's just how it is and once again we digress we're sorry it's the end of january <laughs> um i i do want to i want to kind of wrap up on a good good note i do believe we are getting close to wrapping up here I man i yeah I, um the, this has been kind of a spec- negative show I yeah don't <laughs> well, and the last show was negative too it was one bad thing after another but oh, man. the uh spec engine the yes. spec engine for now is dead yeah the teams and everyone came together and they've come up with a solution they're still working out some of the details as far as i know i don't think anything's nailed down but the 2010 spec engine is dead Okay. For the moment. Yay. And, and that is good Hooray. news. And we're going to fight that. And, and here at the F1 show, we are going to take a stand, and we are we are going to rally to get more more beautiful cars in 2010, spec engines, and to loosen the regulation on curves. And I think that, as much as anything, could introduce some really nice racing. I agree. I think because, I mean, you want more passing, you know, give the guys some options with additional horsepower at different times on the track. You yeah. know, if you can get a real good launch out of a corner and then hit the curves, you know, and yeah. get your extra... Get your Plus, extra we hunk. can say, it's got curves! She's got the curves going! <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll, that'll oh, make it all man. worthwhile. And we also want to say um, congratulations to all our... Uh, our uh, homies out there the uh, two most important people in the world right now are african-american and we think that's fantastic so we want to 
co-congratulate Barack Obama and Lewis Hamilton. Okay, okay, okay. One second on that. Okay. Barack Obama, okay, yeah, his, you know, father from Africa and, and, and mother from America. Kansas, yes. Lewis Hamilton is neither African nor American, let oh, alone both. Oh, shoot! He's, he's, he's like British Caribbean. British Caribbean. If you want to go with... So, so, okay, but he's black. So, but he is black, and and that's great. And we're we we couldn't be happier. Uh, if you were a John McCain supporter, we've got nothing but love for you. But uh, we are. I'm guessing that most of our fans, being international and otherwise, are probably I, I do, a little more. I do feel that we're reasonably safe in saying congratulations to Barack Obama, and congratulations once again to Lewis Hamilton. He was on the cover of Esquire. He's been all over. Oh, and which is great. It's great. Well, I he's hope been, he's I been hope all he, over everywhere in the UK. I think I, mean, I think he brings. I hope he brings some um, some American interest over because he's. I mean, he's good looking guy. He's polished. He he has he has a lot of that charisma and kind of like star quality that could get some American interest in general, which would be kind of cool. That would be sweet. Uh, yeah, I guess it'd uh, be good for us and and for for the American fans. I know that. I mean, the race fans. In particular, in general, don't really care about that. But for all the marketing just, and everything, just the else, marketing, but, yeah, the general interest has to make everything work. Brings good for the racing fans. And then Barack Obama, uh, I voted for you. If you can help us get the USGP back, if you could notch that up on your priority list. Okay, <laughs> I think he's got bigger issues to deal with than the U.S. Grand Prix. I, I'm just saying it should be. But I mean, that's well, kind of a foreign policy. I mean, that, that might help bring peace to the Middle East. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it will. And on that note, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I probably we've got we, okay. We've both got some fairly busy schedules coming up, so yeah. uh, we may or may not be able to do another preseason race, uh, preseason uh, podcast before uh, it's the end of March when we start back in Melbourne, Australia, and go all around through this again. Last season was our full sh- first full season of F1 show coverage. Yay for um, us! And we've we've grown and expanded since then with uh, Facebook discussions and all that, and that's that's really great. And if you're not part of that, the easiest way to um, to, to get in on that is if you go to just f1show.com there's a Facebook link on the right side of the page click on that and uh, we've we, you know all of our episodes are automatically posted on there you can leave comments on those or um, we've got other like-minded there's almost 200 people in there now it's, 172 it's, it's fans very, uh, we, we gotta we gotta yeah. break that 200 fan mark I'm, so I'm geeked we're definitely we're gonna be with you all this season uh, we're Absolutely. gonna be doing our usual coverage um, unfortunately we probably you know we may not be able to make it to a race and do live coverage like we did at the US Grand Prix two years ago yeah, which we, was sweet I mean that uh, was that was like the, the high water mark of the F1 show for a while that yeah Bernie cool. have you ever seen Livonia Michigan yeah there's we could build a racetrack do a here. street race here oh that would be horrible that okay. would be <laughs> really awful <laughs> Okay, <laughs> yeah. There's no well. Okay, Detroit Street Circuit though. Like back in like way back in the day. Absolutely, that'd be cool, man. Get some get some money into downtown Detroit. That's a, it's, it's everybody wins. Cool. Um, so we we'll, we will, you know, hopefully be posting another episode in another couple of weeks. But yeah, we thank we're you definitely going to attempt to do uh, another pre race. But uh, just a little personal information: Jim is the smartest man alive, and he's really busy, be doing really smart things. And I've actually I've I'm, I've started business school. I'm trying to, uh, as I like to put it, run the bitch, and I, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that, so it's 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 made for a pretty busy schedule. So uh, we are going to attempt to uh, uh, you know keep up with some preseason things, but we will definitely be back for the race coverage. We've got some new things that we're saving until the race coverage begins. That we're gonna we're trying to add to the show a little bit, make it better. We absolutely love to death the 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 comments we've been getting. We're getting a lot of love, emails, 
um, Facebook uh, comments and everything. We, we, we appreciate every single one of them, and uh, thank you for the input. The only thing we haven't had yet that we've asked for a little bit, and I'm going to ask for it again before the season starts. If you've got any questions, comments, um, rants and raves, if you love the new comments, cards, if you hate comments, them, comments, comments, um, I want them. Uh, one of the options you've got, if you're, uh, you know, obviously you can send us comments and Facebook things like we've said, but um, send them like a YouTube video and send us a link to it. Because if you do something like that, we can actually play play it for uh, right on the podcast or respond to it. Have your voice as part of the F1 show. The Skype voicemail thing never quite worked out, so we're, we're that's that's no longer yeah. part of the deal. But um, I think there's a, there's a lot of easy ways to get a video put up, put up on YouTube and you know. Uh, we can post a link to it on, on the Facebook page, and uh, if we can, you know, make this more interactive. And also, before our proper season coverage starts, um, if you guys have uh, questions or, or, I guess, more suggestions for things you'd like to see, things you want us to look into a little We'd bit more, appreciate that. Absolutely, Feedback. let us know. Yeah. And uh, till then, I'm Jim Lau. Thanks for listening. And I'm Robin Warner. See ya.